Modern Black Man podcast. Welcome to another episode of Modern Black Man. Today, I got the homie Zoe, and we're having a conversation about the vaccine. Um, I think the homie he's he's saying that he wants to be, you want to be the first one in line to get the vaccine. Me first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, not the first. <laughs> I see how it goes. Yeah, you know, cause my job, I, I work around a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, through the pandemic, you know, before the pandemic, just I'm touching people's phones. I'm touching people. Uh, you know, unintentionally. You're making contact every day. Yeah, and, it's, and even with the six-foot rule and stuff in place, even with the mask in place, I still have to touch their phones and stuff. Is that a risk? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a high risk. It's a high risk. Um, because you don't know where these people are coming from. You don't know who has it, who don't have it. You know, people who may have it come in and not say anything. And then, you know. And then we work around people and the co-workers, when they leave work, we don't know what they do mm-hmm. in their spare time. And the only thing we got is a thermometer that you scan your forehead with. Like, and that's all we have. So there's no, we get tested. Are you guys doing contract tracing? Well, not everyone believes in it because that's the thing. They're like, well, the government tracking. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. The government wants to track and see who's been in contact. Ethically, I don't know where I fit. As far as um, government tracking and it's, um, um, it, you know, if it's ethical or not. But I think that um, that's the reality. I think employers, I think people, the working people are mentally at least accounting for their coworkers. Well, I know I done seen Keisha at, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know so-and-so uh, probably do this and I heard so-and-so did all that extra stuff is unnecessary because what we're talking about, um, a vaccine. We're talking about vaccinating or uh, inoculating ourselves from this pandemic. So, I mean, I'm listening to everything you say. I just think that's where a lot of us get lost is that we're not really seeking a solution. Right. We're getting lost and distracted with all the moving pieces. So, um, absolutely. I was listening to you. I just wanted to say that because in listening to you, don't you see how people get lost, man? Oh, yeah, they get lost in the what if and yeah. the maybes, and this could happen. So much speculation. Yeah, and, you know, now I always tell people, it's like, you got to understand where you're beginning of things. You got to understand beginning, the middle, man. And if you just jump in the middle and you don't know how this all came about and you don't know where it's going, it's like, you're going to always have these uncertainties moving forward. And just with the contract station, like I said, some people, I understand why they wouldn't want the government to, you know, you know, do contact tracing with them. I get it. Um, in that case, I just say, you know, just be extra cautious on the people you hang around with and things you do. Well, like how that. can you be cautious around the people you hang around with? Um, do you hang around with people that you know are um, gestational? Um, the best way I could put it, if you really, because I meet people every day that are super afraid of this virus. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't want to come into the store, so they sit in the parking lot and stuff like that. So, my thing is, like, you just have to maintain your six feet of distance and make less contact with, with people who live, you know, outside your home. And then the people who do live inside your home, you have to know where they are, you know, where they're going, what they're doing. So, if they don't work from home and mm-hmm. they're always out, like I am, I'm out because I work all the time. So, I have to go to work every day. So, 
the people that I live with, they work from home most of the time. So I know that they're not, you know, coming in contact with anybody. But they're the only ones that are safe. Right. I should be safe. Yeah, I said for me, that's that's where the problem comes in at because I'm not the one with an underlying, you know, disease or anything like that. So if I get it, I may have a cough or chest pains or something or loss of taste, but for one of them It could be O V. Yeah, so and that's where the problem comes in that with contact tracing. It's like you have to know because I kick you, you out of my house so quick. Yeah, it's like you have to know because if you do contract tracing, I get it. And and the thing is it don't have to be long term. And that's what mm. everyone thinks is the long term thing. Mm-hmm. You can delete the app and all that stuff. When your phone you can cut it off actually. You don't have to be on it all the time. So if you're home, you don't have to keep it on while you're home. So do you think the Apple um contact tracing app is effective? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. It's hard to tell because I'm at work. Mines never go off. And mm. I'm pretty sure out of the people that I come in contact with, somebody had COVID or probably have had COVID. So it's kind of like in my... That's it, such a good point. And it haven't went off. And I, like throughout the week, I may come in contact with about 100 people in a week. Mm-mm. So More than that. Yeah. So, right. And that's the thing. And we're not even in a... We're not even as busy as we used to be before the whole pandemic. So, so you see at most 20 people in a day. Yeah, about 20 people a day. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'd say the app hasn't went off once for me. So I don't... It's, so it's, for me, either I've been very lucky to not run into anybody. Mm-hmm. Or the app just is ineffective. Wow. I think that's so interesting. I believe that... Um, People should have a right to testing, mm-hmm. but I think that there's privacy concerns, yeah. and I think that's why you don't see those alerts from Apple. Because come on now, who are you kidding? You know, I know there's at least one Apple user on my phone that has COVID right now, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's just a reality, right? Yeah, and that's the thing, and and I respect that. So that's why I never really like bring it up to anybody, right? You know, because you know everyone has. You know, they're right to their own privacy. So if they don't want to do it, that's their thing. I don't bring it up um, because it's in their phone. If you have an iPhone, even if you have a Samsung device, um, Samsung has their own contact tracing app. So And it works. Yeah. So my thing is, you know it's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if you don't use it, you don't use it. You know, if you use it, you use it. But like I said, it's not a long-term thing. It's something that you can shut off when you get home. I can see somebody's kid thinking it's a joke posting that they have COVID uh. in the app and all that stuff or an angry relationship where one of the partners wants to just betray the other and they do something like that. Oh, it's possible. It is, it is possible that someone can use, you know, be malicious with this yeah, type I mean, of software. Um, but I will say Apple, looking from theirs, they do require you to have a medical record. Mm. on file and that's mm-hmm. another like thing for people like why do I want to share my medical records with Apple but it's kind of like Apple and whatever state you're in it's like a, a joint type of app Venture. so it's kind of like you're sharing with Apple but you're also sharing with the state who already has your medical records have you so, seen the video with the girl that got the vaccine she passes out Um, I didn't watch the full video mm-hmm. like I, I've, I've seen like two seconds of it and all the videos with the um, needle not being in the syringe. Yeah, I've seen that one too. So, 
Do you think the vaccine's real? Uh, I think the vaccine is... I think it's real. Now, how effective is it? I don't know. That's it. You're, do you think it will be effective? Um, oh, yeah. it's going to be effective one way or another. Right. <laughs> so, but nine times out of ten, uh, the FDA approved it. So, it's going to be effective for the majority of you know, people who take it. Um, I think the concern really is for the people who already have autoimmune diseases and things like that. Um, will, will this vaccine increase the risk even more? Autoimmune? Yeah. Absolutely. I think that the people that have the pre-existing, the autoimmune disease, I think anybody that's in those vulnerable subgroups or categories, um, this is a scary time to me because I really think they're going to become dependent on this vaccine that we're talking about innocently now. And I don't want to, I don't want to let my mind go in such a negative track. But I think that that's how most of us feel about the government. I have no um, personal reason to feel that the government would do something like that, um, except for the fact for the last 400 years in this country, everything has been contingent uh, in what I guess we could call a conspiracy because uh, racism is supposed to be covert now. Um, so let's, you know, I'm trying to really... Uh, put myself in a positive uh, mindset because we are in the DMV, bro. Uh, I think after Obama, like, uh, my American entitlement grew so much. Uh, we are the greatest country on earth. Donald Trump was the president for uh, too long. We made a mistake, and that's not who America is. And now we're coming out of that space and redefining America. So uh, part of that uh, redefinition is uh, uh, integrity, truth. Uh, uh, we are who we think we are. Uh, our vaccine will work. Isn't it funny how we're the only ones on earth with this vaccine? Oh, yeah. It came from China, right? But it wasn't our weapon, but we have the cure for it in a week. Yeah. It's funny. It's like <laughs> went on, uh went on a bad date. And... And they, you know, they kept going on that bad date and turned into a relationship for uh, for four years. Oh wow! And That's then, what it feels like to be an American right now. Like uh, yeah. you got hijacked by uh, your Tinder date. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it for some people. <laughs> it turned out good for a couple of days. You know, yeah. Some people got touched right a couple times. I think yeah. that where I'm excited about truly, uh, Kamala. I think that that's um, that redefinition. I think Kamala Harris represents the change that we thought Obama was going to be. Um, I'm very optimistic mm. about um, the things that she can do mm-hmm. in my house, but there's also the things like what would they? We're gonna let record her do? on Kamala. <laughs> so that's why I'm coming with that. Like, what would they let her do? Because I see what they did to Obama. So it's kind of like right. It's gonna be. We're gonna talk about Kamala next. But um, as far as this vaccine goes, um, I, I really hope that it gets out there. I hope that uh, people aren't ignorant and trying to put out uh, sensational, sensational and scandalous stuff to defer people from taking it without any real science. Right. Now, I don't want people to be ignorant. I, I appreciate bros like Reza Islam and people that will bring facts to the forefront. 
uh, and real information, but right. you know, it's it's real and oh, yeah. survival is what we need to be focused on. Right now, our culture is lost. Right. We are not uh focused on survival. I think that we're um f- focused on uh con- continuing, right. uh maintaining status quo. You know? Uh and, and, and that's not surviving. I'm not even scratching the surface of thriving. I'm just saying that we are beyond complacent. I think that the protests from the summer were great. That signals so much uh, movement and change. And I think that it's going to continue to become more progressive in our spaces and things like this vaccine. Uh, we're going to have a more medically literate populace. Those are all things that I'm hoping come about. Well, and that's the, and that's the optimistic part about it. Very optimistic that people are now going to be able to be more self-reliant when it comes to research, like getting facts instead of just going by what some group or some person put out there, and you take it and you run with it. And I'll admit, I became dependent on the news. Like uh, if I wanted to fact check something, if I wanted to know something was true, I think that I thought the news for a lot of things was that source. And we're seeing now, it's different story on Fox News than MSNBC, than CNN, than your local news, than ABC News. And it's like, it's we all experience the same day. We all experience the same, uh, if it's a tragic day or if it's a triumphant day. But it's parsed so many different ways. It really makes me look at things uh, and, and realize it's media. I oh, mean, yeah. oh, they're yeah. in control. Like, that's a real thing. Uh, I, people are smarter now than ever, uh-huh. but it's easier to make people ignorant. But- yeah, and that's the thing. It's, it's called, like you said, being complacent and being lazy. Mm-hmm. Like, because you, you turn on the news or listen to your radio or whatever you get your news from. Right. And that's the thing about the media. It's, it's no bias. It's no, um, I can't put it. There's no like middle ground there. It's either your left or your right, or you far left or far right, and there's no no middle ground, no bipartisan. I guess if you want to call it that. Do you remember civics in like middle school? Oh, yeah. I'm a little bit older than you though, um, but when when they taught it in my age group, the media was supposed to be an arm of the government. They're supposed to be the watchdog, so they're supposed to be that objective truth, right? Right. And you said it really eloquently um it's it, there's no center line so um everyone is right in line with their audience and it becomes so dangerous um i think that when we look at the vaccine through that lens and how media will swing it we're going to see oh well in north dakota it's perfect uh and in new york it's going to be chaotic i'm I'm not hoping these things. I'm just throwing out scenarios because Dude, you can watch the news. And the narrative change overnight. I'm turning it into a drinking game. Um, it's it's incredible to me. It's so easy to see. Um, yeah. I I don't I didn't think that we would all be deceived um, like this. So yeah. interesting yeah. point. Yeah, I know, it's crazy because you look at the generations that get stuck in this whole media frenzy, and you're like. And it's not just one group. <laughs> it's like you have your 
I guess baby boomers, you have your millennials, you have your generation X. X. So they all get stuck in this media bubble. And no one's willing to step outside that bubble and be like, look, part of what they say could be right. Part of what they say could be right. So let's find the facts from both sides and put, you know, put the story together to get the actual truth because everyone wants to be like, okay, well, the right side says this, the left side says this, or, you know, it's just some crap and it's like no one's willing to be, you know, objective or bipartisan when it comes to actually having a conversation or breaking the news properly. What do you think that lands us on vaccines? Do you think the general consensus is a go? Um, at this point, no. Um, only reason I said no is because they're pushing this down black people's throat because the first person who took the vaccine had to be a black person to take it and they had to make it known it was a black person who took it. Right. I'm just like, well, you don't have to force it because now, because some of these black people still remember the Tuskegee experiment. So, and you're kind of like... But we've had flu shot access for years and yeah. it's exactly what you say. In uh, our community, it's divided. Yeah. There's people that if it is from the Tuskegee experiments, um, they absolutely don't trust our government and they don't trust medicine. Yeah. And that tells me that blacks aren't included in medicine. Um, and I know this to be true um, because I know several people in the medical community that uh, echo this sentiment. Obviously, people echo this in the corporate communities as well. I think we're uh, marginalized in all aspects of this American life, whether it's healthcare, whether it's government. My point remains that um, we have a fear of medicine. It's becoming magic at this point. And you can say anything to a lot of us, and it's misinformation, and we will believe it. And that concerns me. Not to say that I know anything. I don't hold any answers. I am, however, keeping up with what's going on. And the ultimate game of the haves and the have-nots, uh, I, I believe a, a, a strategy, is to make us fearful of the vaccines that the white man's getting. Right. If, if they're getting it and they're thriving and they're outpacing us in life expectancy, maybe there's something there. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's how I look at it. It's like, look, there's nothing wrong but taking the vaccine, you know, if you're a black person. I was like, but you don't want the government to push it down your throat, make it seem like they're forcing you to do it. Because like I said, it's like a mind trick. Yeah. They're forcing, they attempt, you know, they portray that they're forcing you to take it or they're encouraging black people to take it more. That way black people don't take it. So my thing is, you have to do your research because they said there were black scientists and doctors, you know, on this whole uh, vaccine process. <clears throat> so I was like, okay, now you can do your research and you can find out who's actually involved in making this vaccine. Now, to what extent? We don't really know. It's it, it's amazing what our medical community is doing. Um, and I just can't echo enough the uh, implications that come from being marginalized or disenfranchised from medicine for this long. Uh, and it's not just us, it's women as well. Because medicine uh, was dominated by white men. The cadavers and the experiments and circumstances, everything w- was revolving around that man's health, not all men's health. And I think now we're starting to delve into that. And uh, I think we are finding some uh, interesting things. It's just that it gets dangerous because 
I think people feel the conversation leads to conversations about superiority. And that's, you know, a, another topic for another day. I appreciate you uh, rapping with me about vaccines. Um, I don't know if I'm going to take the vaccine. I said no. But like I said, I want to see what is offered, who's getting it and how it affects them. And um, I am looking at the guinea pigs. Oh, that first black lady to get the injection, she's watched by the world. Um, that's significant. Uh, let's see where we are. Let's see where she's at yeah. in a thousand days, right? Right, yeah. Because um, she has to take it again. Like, I think she said like, exactly. six months or it's something. A second. Like and, and that's where I think we get fearful because everybody's trying to speculate that it's Chip and Yada and you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I want to definitely come back to the table um, and uh, rap uh, about the part two of this one. Uh, do you have any social media that you want to drop before we go? Yes, you can follow me at um, edgy underscore everything. Um, that's my Instagram handle. And you can find me on uh, Twitter, uh, Zoe the Great. Mm. That's going to be my Twitter handle there. Zoe the Great. Yeah. Um, are you doing any cool projects with Etchy? I know your uh, designs are crazy. Um, so right now... Uh, kind of took me, you know, a little hiatus mm-hmm. as far as like project wise, but I am working okay. on some, uh, hopefully, some new videos coming out. I'm gonna look for them, man. Uh, you know where to find me at. I'm on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, um, everywhere, SoundCloud, at Chubby Idris Elba. Um, until the next episode, peace. Welcome to another episode of Modern Black Man. Today, I got the homie, Zoe, and we're having a conversation about the vaccine. Um, I think the homie, he's he's saying that he wants to be, want to be the first one in line to get the vaccine? Me first? Yeah. <laughs> no, not the first. A, I see how it goes. Yeah. You know, because my job, I, I work around a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, through the pandemic. You know, before the pandemic, we just I'm touching people's phones. I'm touching people, uh, you know, unintentionally. You're making people. contact every day. Yeah, and it's, and even with the six foot rule and stuff in place, even with the mask in place, I still have to touch their phones and stuff. Is that a risk? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a high risk. It's a high risk. Um, because you don't know where these people are coming from. You don't know who has it, who don't have it. You know. People who may have it come in, not say anything, and you know, and then we work around people and the coworkers when they leave work, we don't know what they do mm-hmm. in their spare time, and the only thing we got is a uh, thermometer that you scan your forehead with, like, and that's all we have. So there's no, we get. Tested. Are you guys doing contract tracing? Well, not everyone believes in it because that's the thing. They're like, well, the government tracked me. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. The government wants to track and see who's been in contact. Ethically, I don't know where I fit as far as um, government tracking and it's, um, um, it, you know, if it's ethical or not. But I think that um, that's the reality. I think employers, I think people, the working people are mentally at least... Accounting for their co-workers. Well, I know I done seen Keisha at, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
I know so and so uh probably do this and I heard so and so did all that extra stuff is unnecessary because what we're talking about um a vaccine we're talking about vaccinating or uh inoculating ourselves from this pandemic so I mean I'm listening to everything you say I just think that that's where a lot of us get lost is that we're not really seeking a solution right we're getting lost and distracted with all the moving pieces so um Absolutely. I was listening to you. I just wanted to say that because in listening to you, don't you see how people get lost, man? Oh, yeah. They get lost in the what ifs and yeah. the maybes and this could happen. So much speculation. Yeah. And, you know, now I always tell people, it's like, you got to understand where you're beginning of things. You got to understand beginning, the middle, man. And if you just jump in the middle and you don't know how this all came about and you don't know where it's going, it's like, you're going to always have these uncertainties moving forward. And just with the contract station, like I said, some people, I understand why they wouldn't want the government to, you know, you know, do contract tracing with them. I get it. Um, in that case, I just say, you know, just be extra cautious on the people you hang around with and things you do. Things well, like how that. can you be cautious around the people you hang around with? Um, do you hang around with people that you know are um, gestational? Um... The best way I could put it, if you really, because I meet people every day that are super afraid of this virus, mm-hmm. like, they don't want to come into the store, so they sit in the parking lot and stuff like that. So, one thing is, like, you just have to maintain your six feet of distance and make less contact w- with people who live, you know, outside your home. And then the people who do live inside your home, you have to know where they are, you know, where they're going, what they're doing. So if they don't work from home and mm. they're always out, like I am, I'm out because I work all the time. So I have to go to work every day. So the people that I live with, they work from home most of the time. So I know that they're not, you know, coming in contact with anybody. But They're the only ones that are safe. Right. I they should that, be safe. Yeah, I said for me, that's, that's where the problem comes in at because I'm not the one with an underlying you know, disease or anything like that. So if I get it, I may have a cough or chest pains or something or loss of taste. But for one of them, it could be OB. Yeah. So, and that's where the problem comes in that word, contact tracing. It's like, you have to know. I kick you, you out of my house so quick. Yeah. It's like, you have <laughs> to know because if you do contract tracing, I get it. And, and the thing is, it don't have to be long term. And that's what mm. everyone thinks. It's a long-term thing. Mm-hmm. You can delete the app and all that stuff. When your phone, you can cut it off, actually. You don't have to be on it all the time. So if you're home, you don't have to keep it on while you're home. So do you think the Apple um, contact tracing app is effective? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. It's hard to tell because I'm at work. Mines never go off. And mm. I'm pretty sure out of the people that I come in contact with, somebody had COVID or probably have had COVID. So it's kind of like in my. That's it, such a good point. And it haven't went off, and I like throughout the week, I may come in contact with about a hundred people in a week. Mm-mm. So more than that. Yeah. So, right, and that's the thing, and we're not even in a, we're not even as busy Mm-mm. as we used to be before the whole pandemic. So, so you see, at most twenty people in a day. Yeah, about twenty people a day. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, and I'd say the app hasn't went off once for me, so I don't. It's, it's, for me, either I've been very lucky to not run into anybody, mm-hmm. or the app just is ineffective. Wow, I think that's so interesting. I believe that um, people should have a right to testing, mm-hmm. 
But I think that there's privacy concerns. Yeah. And I think that's why you don't see those alerts from Apple because, come on now, who are you kidding? You know, I know there's at least one Apple user on my phone that has COVID right now, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just a reality. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, and I respect that. So that's why I never really, like, bring it up to anybody. Right. You know, because, you know, everyone has, you know, their right to their own privacy. So if they don't want to do it, that's their thing. I don't bring it up. Um, because it's in your phone. If you have an iPhone, even if you have a Samsung device, um, Samsung has their own contact tracing app. So and they work. Yeah. So my thing is, you know, it's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, if you don't use it, you don't use it. You know, if you use it, you use it. But like I said, it's not a long term thing. It's something that you can shut off when you get home. I can see somebody's kid thinking it's a joke, posting that they have COVID uh. in the app. And all that stuff, or an angry relationship where one of the partners wants to just betray the other and they do something like that. Oh, it's possible. It is, it is possible that someone can use, you know, be malicious with this yeah, type I mean, of software. Um, but I will say, Apple, looking from theirs, they do require you to have a medical record mm. on file. And mm-hmm. that's another, like, thing for people. Like, why do I want to share my medical records with Apple? But it's kind of like Apple and whatever state you're in. It's like a, a joint type of app. Venture. So it's kind of like you're sharing with Apple, but you're also sharing with the state who already has your medical records. Have you so, seen the video with the girl that got the vaccine? She passes out? Um, I didn't watch the full video. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've, I've seen like two seconds of it. And all the videos with the... Um, needle not being in the syringe. Yeah, I seen that one too. So, do you think the vaccine's real? Uh, I think the vaccine is. I think it's real. Now, how effective is it? I don't know. That's the thing. You're, do you think it will be effective? Um, oh, yeah. it's going to be effective one way or another. Right. <laughs> so, but nine times out of ten, uh, the FDA approved it. So, it's going to be effective for the majority of, you know, people who take it. Um, I think the concern, really, is for the people who already have autoimmune diseases and things like that. Um, will, will this vaccine increase the risk even more? Or autoimmune? It, yeah. Absolutely. I think that the people that have the pre-existing, the autoimmune disease... I think anybody that's in those vulnerable subgroups or categories, um, this is a scary time to me because I really think they're going to become dependent on this vaccine that we're talking about innocently now. And I don't want to, I don't want to um, let my mind go in such a negative track, but I think that that's how most of us feel about the government. I have no um, personal reason to feel that the government would do something like that. Um, except for the fact for the last 400 years in this country, everything has been contingent uh, in what I guess we could call a conspiracy because uh, racism is supposed to be covert now. Um, so let's, you know, I'm trying to really uh, put myself in a positive uh, mindset because we are in the DMV, bro. Uh, I think after Obama, like, uh, my American entitlement grew so much. Uh, uh, we are the greatest country on earth. Donald Trump was the president for uh, too long. We made a mistake, and right. that's not who America is. 
And now we're coming out of that space and redefining America. So uh, part of that uh, redefinition is uh, uh, integrity, truth. Uh, uh, we are who we think we are. Uh, our vaccine will work. Isn't it funny how we're the only ones on earth with this vaccine? It came from China, right? But it wasn't our weapon, but we have the cure for it in a week. Yeah. It's funny. It's crazy. It seems like the went on, uh, went on a bad date. And, and they, you know, they kept going on that bad date and turned into a relationship for, uh, for four years. Oh, wow. And That's then, what it feels like to be an American right now. Like, uh, yeah. they got hijacked by uh, your Tinder date. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 for some people, it turned out good for a couple of days. You know, yeah, some people got touched right a couple times. I think yeah. that where I'm excited about truly, uh, Kamala, I, I think that that's um, that redefinition. I think Kamala Harris represents the change that we thought Obama was going to be. Um, I'm very optimistic mm. about... Um, the things that she can do mm-hmm. in my house, but there's also the things like what would they? We're gonna record on Kamala. <laughs> so that's why I'll come in with that. Like, what would they let her do? Cause I see what they did to Obama. So it's kind of like, right? It's gonna be. We're gonna talk about Kamala next. But um, as far as this vaccine goes, um, I, I really hope that it gets out there. I hope that uh, people aren't ignorant and trying to put out uh, sensational sensational and scandalous stuff to defer people from taking it without any real science. Right. Now, I don't want people to be ignorant. I, I appreciate bros like Reza Islam and people that will bring facts to the forefront uh, and real information, but, right. you know, it's, it's real. And oh, yeah. survival is what we need to be focused on. Right now, our culture is lost. Right. We are not uh, focused on survival. I think that we're um, f- focused on uh, con- continuing, right. uh, maintaining status quo. You know, uh, and 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 that's not surviving. I'm not even scratching the surface of thriving. I'm just saying that we are beyond complacent. I think that the protests from this summer were great. That signals so much uh, movement and change. And I think that it's going to continue to become more progressive in our spaces and things like this vaccine. Uh, we're going to have a more medically literate populace. Those are all things that I'm hoping come about. Well, and that's the, that's the, and that's the optimistic part about this thing. About this whole thing. It's like, I'm very optimistic that people are now going to be able to be more self-reliant when it comes to research. Like, getting facts instead of just going by what some group or some person put out there. And you take it and you run with it. And I'll admit... I became dependent on the news. Like, uh, if I wanted to fact check something, if I wanted to know something was true, I think that I thought the news for a lot of things was that source. And we're seeing now, it's a different story on Fox News than MSNBC, than CNN, than your local news, than ABC News. And it's like, it's, we all experience the same day. We all experience the same, uh, if it's a tragic day or if it's a triumphant day, but it's parsed so many different ways. It really makes me look at things uh, and, and realize it's media. I oh, mean, yeah. they're oh, in yeah. control. Like, that's a real thing. Uh, I, people are 
smarter now than ever, mm-hmm. but it's easier to make people ignorant. But yeah, and that's the thing. It's, it's called, like you said, being complacent and being lazy. Mm-hmm. Like, because you, you turn on the news or you listen to your radio or whatever you get your news from. Right. And that's the thing about the media. It's, it's no bias. no, um, I forgot what it is. There's no like, middle ground there. It's either your left or your right. Or you far left or far right, and there's no no middle ground, no bipartisan. I guess if you want to call it that. Do you remember civics in like middle school? Oh yeah. I'm a little bit older than you though, um, but when when they taught it in my age group, the media was supposed to be an arm of the government. Right. They're supposed to be the watchdog, so they're supposed to be that objective truth, right? Right. And you said it really eloquently. Um, it's there's no center line so um everyone is right in line with their audience and it becomes so dangerous um i think that when we look at the vaccine through that lens and how media will swing it we're gonna see oh well in north dakota it's perfect uh and in new york it's gonna be chaotic i'm I'm not hoping these things. I'm just throwing out scenarios because you can watch the news. And the narrative change overnight. I'm turning it into a drinking game. Um, it's it's incredible to me. It's so easy to see. Um, I I don't I didn't think that we would all be deceived um, like this. So yeah. interesting point. Yeah, it's crazy because you look at the generations that get stuck in this whole media frenzy, and you're like. And it's not just one group. <laughs> it's like you have your, uh, I guess, baby boomers. You have your millennials. You have your generation X. X. So they all get stuck in this media bubble. And no one's willing to step outside that bubble and be like, look, part of what they say could be right. Part of what they say could be right. So let's find the facts from both sides and put, you know, put the story together to get the actual truth because everyone wants to be like okay well the right side says this the left side says this or you know it's just some crap and it's like no one's willing to be you know objective or bipartisan when it comes to actually having a conversation or breaking the news properly where do you think that lands us on vaccines do you think the general consensus is a go um at this point no um only reason I said no is because they're pushing this down black people's throat because the first person who took the vaccine had to be a black person to take it. And they had to make it known it was a black person who took it. Right. I'm just like, well, you don't have to force it because now, because some of these black people still remember the Tuskegee experiment. And so, and you're kind of like... But we've I, had flu shot access for years. And yeah. it's exactly what you say. In uh, our community, it's divided. Yeah. There's people that... If it is from the Tuskegee experiments, um, they absolutely don't trust our government and they don't trust medicine. And that tells me that blacks aren't included in medicine. Um, And I know this to be true um, because I know several people in the medical community that uh, echo this sentiment. Obviously, people echo this in the corporate communities as well. I think we're uh, marginalized in all aspects of this American life, whether it's healthcare, whether it's government. My point remains that um, we have a fear of medicine. It's becoming magic at this point. And you can say anything to a lot of us, 
and it's misinformation and we will believe it and that concerns me not to say that i know anything i don't hold any answers i am however keeping up with what's going on and the ultimate game of the haves and the have-nots uh i i believe a, a a strategy is to make us fearful of the vaccines that the white man's getting right. if if they're getting it and they're thriving and they're outpacing us in life expectancy maybe there's something there right exactly yeah <laughs> and and that's how i look at it it's like look there's nothing wrong with taking the vaccine you know if you're a black person i was like but you don't want the government to Push it down your throat, make it seem like they're forcing you to do it because, like I said, it's like a mind trick. Yeah, they're forcing they attempt, you know, they portray that they're forcing you to take it or they're encouraging black people to take it more. That way, black people don't take it. So, my thing is, you have to do your research because they said there were black scientists and doctors, you know, on this whole uh vaccine process. <clears throat> so, I was like, okay, now you can do your research and you can find out who's actually involved in making this vaccine. Now, to what extent, we don't really know. It's it, it's amazing what our medical community is doing. Um, and I just can't echo enough the uh, implications that come from being marginalized or disenfranchised from medicine for this long. Uh, and it's not just us, it's women as well, because medicine uh, was dominated by white men. The cadavers and the experiments and circumstances, everything was revolving around that man's health, not all men's health. And I think now we're starting to delve into that. And uh, I think we are finding some uh, interesting things. It's just that it gets dangerous because I think people feel the conversation leads to conversations about superiority. And that's, you know, uh, another topic for another day. I appreciate you uh, rapping with me about vaccines. Um, I don't know if I'm going to take the vaccine. I said no, but like I said, I want to see what is offered, who's getting it, and how it affects them. And um, I am looking at the guinea pigs. That first black lady to get the injection, she's watched by the world. Um, That's significant. Uh, Let's see where we are. Let's see where she's at in a thousand days, right? Right, yeah. Because um, she has to take it again. Like, I think she said like, six months or it's something. A second. Like and, and that's where I think we get fearful because everybody's trying to speculate that it's a chip and yada, and you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I want to definitely come back to the table um, and uh, rap uh, about the part two of this one. Uh, do you have any social media that you want to drop before we go? Yes, yeah, so you can follow me at. Uh, Edgy underscore everything. Um, that's my Instagram handle. And you can find me on uh, Twitter, uh, Zoe the Great. Mm. That's going to be my Twitter handle there. Zoe the Great. Yeah. Um, are you doing any cool projects with Etchy? I know your uh, designs are crazy. Um, so right now, well, I'm kind of took you know, a little hiatus mm-hmm. as far as like project wise, but I am working okay. on some, uh, hopefully, some new videos. I'm going to look for him, man. Uh, you know where to find me at. I'm on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, um, everywhere. SoundCloud, at Chubby Idris Elba. Um, until the next episode, peace.